It's a breezy Tuesday, early afternoon, mid-April. Two musicians walk down the sidewalk in Olympia's northeast neighborhood. The couple is on their way to the next gig. Passing cars slow way down. Drivers try to figure out what's going on because, I'll just say it, these musicians, although they're wearing nice shoes, jacket, tie, they have on these large, elaborate, green reptilian masks. The taller one, the one with horns coming out of their skull, they get stuck on a low-hanging branch. When they arrive at their destination, the reptiles use hand gestures and hand-lettered signs to communicate. We are space lizards quarantined on Earth. (laughs) Would you like to hear some human Earth music? Yes. About a dozen neighbors are scattered on one side of the street. On the other side, the space lizards begin to play. Today, three local businesses, all connected to Olympia's arts community, and how they're trying to survive this mess we're in. Emily McHugh is the space lizard that's playing the banjo. She's co-founder of String and Shadow. It's a puppet theater troupe. We do a lot of different things. I mean, we've done really small uh, puppet styles, and we've done much larger puppets, and toured and done stuff locally. Emily grew up in Olympia. She left for a time, studied journalism, then ended up traveling, playing music all over the country. One day, an invitation from a stranger changed the course of her life. I was just sitting by the co-op in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and this girl walked by and was like, you should go to a puppet show tonight. I didn't know her, she's a friend now, but I didn't know her at the time. And she like gave me a flyer and was like, you should go. But she was really like direct about it. She was like, you should be there. And it was kind of a far walk, and I like had to rope my friend that I was with into doing it, but we went, and, and it was, yeah, pretty life-changing. Emily ended up interning with the company that put on that show. They're called Paper Hand Puppet Intervention. Emily came back to Olympia and started String and Shadow with Donald Pilardi. In normal times, in addition to shows, the group holds workshops. Mask Making for Kids is a recent one. They also build sets like for an upcoming production at the Olympia Family Theater. With the shutdown, all this work has stopped. In fact, it was the cancellation of the Olympia Family Theater production that made Emily realize just how serious this pandemic was. I think being in a show and knowing how hard everyone has worked on it, it takes a lot for theater people to want to cancel. There's like a very strong show will go on kind of thing. So when a full production with a whole set that's been painted and all this stuff that's been built and all these people who volunteered their time, just gets canceled you like it it like drives it home where you're like whoa this is pretty this is serious so for now emily is back to her roots as a traveling musician (laughs) casey bruce has always been around comics my uh earliest memories of being read to are probably my dad reading the Sunday comics uh, to me. And I 
you know, that was a big part of how I learned to read also. Casey grew up in Seattle. It was the Evergreen State College that brought him to Olympia in 1997. He studied film and education. He often found himself at the comic shop downtown. Danger room. I was, would generally come about once a week. And at some point they were hiring. And so um, I got a job here. And that was, uh, you know, I worked here for three years part-time. But eventually he returned to Seattle and got a job in education. Then a few years later... Yeah, about four years later, I got an email just kind of out of the blue from Pat, uh, the previous owner, saying that uh, he and Kendra were thinking of selling the store and that I was uh, on their short list of people they would consider selling to because they kind of wanted it to stay in the family. That family included Frank Hussey, one of Casey's co-workers at Danger Room. So I remember kind of thinking like, well, you know, if, if Frank were interested in going in on it, I could see maybe doing that. And actually, uh, unbeknownst to me, he had gotten the same email. Frank had a partnership in mind, too. He apparently had the same thought, like, well, maybe if Casey were interested. So, and then, uh, well, you know, here we are. And um, I've actually, um, that was, and I've got to call on the other line. Let me get right back to you, okay? Thanks. What Casey was about to say is that that was nearly 10 years ago. He and I talked over the phone. Danger Room is obviously closed to the public right now. But Frank and Casey take turns in the store for limited hours taking orders by phone and email. Rob? Hey. He says he misses the interaction with his customers. I asked him who that typically is. He was proud to tell me that they really don't have a typical customer. Probably stereotypical comic shop customer would be like, a, you know, a dude in his 20s, probably, you know? We've certainly got those, but we have a lot of, a lot of families that shop here. You know, I mentioned our kids section. Really, we have a lot of families where you know, maybe everyone in the family uh, will come in and get something. And that's really cool to see, you know. So these days, of course, you can buy comic books online, all that yeah. kind of thing. Why, do you, why is a shop necessary? Why? Yeah, I mean, I think as a customer, and I can remember before I owned a store, um, you know, it's kind of like a, a record store or, a, or say how a, like a cool indie video store is, or at least used to be, where, you know, you get to know, you get a relationship with the staff there and you even get to know, you know, well, well, this this person, you know, ma- makes recommendations I always like. This person, not as much, but I still enjoy talking to them or, you know, or whatever. You get to know each other. I mean, it's a visual medium, so you get to walk in and just be surrounded by really cool-looking, you know, art objects. And you don't get that from just ordering online. Back on the block, the space lizards have moved on to the stand-up part of their routine. Emily's partner Donald, the three-horned lizard, holds up one-liners on big cue cards, then flips them around to reveal punchlines. String and Shadow has performed all over the country, but Olympia is their home port. I think we've performed at most of the venues here. Um, Octopus is good for us because they have that stage. Octopus is where I saw them last. It's a restaurant, bar, venue downtown on 4th, owned and run by Rick Mullins and Jamie Brayshaw. Octopus. Jamie says I'm saying that right. In the beginning, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, did we choose the wrong name? This is hard for people to say. But then it's just something that, uh, it's a conversation piece. But um, it's octopus in Gaelic. And my partner, the chef, has Irish roots and is also somewhat obsessed with octopus. and it uh, also had the um, 
kind of the play on words, the tapas, and that's what we were wanting to do, the small plate style food. It's a charming space. Warm lighting, the walls are patinaed, rust and turquoise. It's an effect created by their friend Haro. We call him our third owner because he's invested so much time and um, work into the place. And he works with um, blue patina and copper and bronze paint. So the walls are actually changing. Walk towards the back, past the wooden bar, and you'll find a door on the left that leads to a little theater. This performance space wasn't even part of their original plan. Nope, and it's been a huge learning curve for me. It's, I absolutely love um, going to see live music, but in terms of booking shows and um, promoting and running it from the back end, all of that is new to me. Despite it not being part of the original plan, Octopus has seen a steady stream of shows from the puppet theater to local and touring bands. We've had such a variety um, of performances there, and that's what has really fed me, fed my soul, having a huge uh, variety of entertainment. With the shutdown, of course, the theater is quiet. The dining table is vacant. It's a fact that stings all the more because Octopus had just begun to hit its stride. JV says for most of the first two years, she really didn't think the business would make it. But in February, something began to feel different. February was really the first time that I exhaled a little bit. And it's still hard work and still stressful and a lot of worry. But um, there was this glimpse of something be coming to fruition and to, um, you know, all of the things we put on paper in the very beginning, the things that we were excited about, they were actually happening. And to see that take place in my dining room and in um, the back event space, it really, um, it was beautiful. So to go from that high to the next month, you know, everything, everything was gone and everything was uncertain. Danger Room, this is Casey. Um, well, I mean, I can't speak for anyone else, but, you know, um, we're, uh, it's, it, it's tough for everyone right now, you know? Danger Room is a corner shop. The windows let in light from both 4th Avenue and Columbia Street downtown. Yeah. As Casey does his business by phone and email, he looks out on some okay. pretty deserted yeah, streets. Yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty empty. Um... There's definitely very few people walking around, but but I do see some, you know, um, some people wearing masks and some people not, and those people make me nervous. So. It's a, a novel of Joker. Oh, the one, is it the one by um, Brian Azzarello and Lee Ber- Bermejo? Partly why it makes him nervous is that Casey's part of that high-risk category of people with underlying health conditions. Yeah, I... I was diagnosed at birth, or <clears throat> I mean, you know, a few days after. Uh, cystic fibrosis is a disease that primarily affects the respiratory and digestive systems. Um, I've always <clears throat> had more issues with the respiratory than the, the digestive. Casey says he's always had a pretty mild case of cystic fibrosis. He played sports as a kid without issues, but the disease is progressive. At his last job 10 plus years ago, working with special needs kids. He'd help some of the students get around by wheelchair. I was able to, you know, 
push someone in a wheelchair up a steep hill, for instance, and like I would not be able to do that now. Cystic fibrosis causes a buildup of mucus in the lungs, which makes breathing harder and infections more likely. I had three different hospitalizations last winter. Um, and so I was, I was basically, you know, I spent most of last winter in the hospital. So that's been, uh, I still haven't bounced back fully from that. Washington State's stay-at-home order began in late March, but Casey had already been at home for two weeks with a bad cold. Uh, let me tell you, you know what's not very fun is uh, knowing you're part of that group and being sick and having it like, where you're like, I think this is a cold, but I'm not totally sure. Do I have a fever? Do I need to, should I check my temperature? Should I, you know, doing all that while all this is going on and you're seeing reports and you keep hearing things like, you know, well, it'll only affect, you know, old people and people with a, you know, previous condition like, oh, great. So I guess, I guess it's okay if I die is what I'm kind of hearing. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, that was a, that was a really, really anxious uh, couple of weeks. Octopus Cafe, this is Jamie. Like a lot of restaurants, Jamie and Rick at Octopus are trying to get by on takeout. Absolutely. I can, yes. What sounds good? It's just me taking uh, orders on the phone and we just have one phone line. So um, that's been tricky. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) No worries. They tried a few things before they settled on their current menu. What sounds good? Really, it felt like we were starting up a whole new business. Octopus is still offering meals for single diners, even some tapas plates, but they're focusing on family dinners. It just made sense for what people might be wanting at this time. People are stuck at home and um, it's easy to pick up one big meal um, and then people can still go home and enjoy it together. What time would you like to pick up? We could probably It's been really popular. Jamie starts answering the phone at 2 p.m., Thursdays through Sundays. Takeout hours go from 4 to 8 p.m. They also encourage orders by email, 24 hours in advance. I will see them pull up. The two spots right outside the window are open for takeout only, and I see them pull up, and I'll bring the order out um, to the cart right outside the door, and I'll set it out there, and then they can grab it from there. Popular takeout four nights a week only goes so far, though. It's not enough to pay our rent or anything, but it's something. Um, It's at least a little bit coming in, and a lot of people don't even have that. Looking at 3501 with tax, and I'm ready when you are. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. For their final act, the lizards drop a small wooden platform to add percussion. The somewhat confused audience that greeted them five minutes before is now fully on board. Kids giggle. Adults look at each other as if to say, this is really happening. A splash of color during this dismal time. It's a feeling you don't get from a screen. It's really great everyone's doing stuff online and I'm not in any way trying to like not encourage that. I just think that a lot of those people are feeling what we've been feeling where you know, people who do this are really dedicated to like live performances. You get a lot out of it as a performer and it's hard to translate that to the internet and to get the same thing out of performing for a screen. And so I think my mind has been like racing around like how to, there's gotta be a way <laughs> to like still get to interact in living spaces with kids and adults. 
The horned lizard is starting to look frantic now. Or is it determined? It squats down. With each scream, it squats lower. Until... A watermelon-sized egg pops out. And from it emerges a rubber chicken. Emily and Donald will perform this routine at least 10 times on this Tuesday. Dozens more in the following weeks in other neighborhoods. They post their walking routes on social media. Households along the way get in touch if they want a performance. Donations come in via PayPal and other methods. We had one family put some money for us on a fishing line, like on a fishing pole, and like with a clothespin at the end and like a, a like the other, whatever, the money on the end of that. And then they gave it to their kid to put over the fence for us to get while we were wearing the masks and stuff. And so we were like kind of like pretending to bite at it or like trying to get it. But then the kid got way too into it and was like not going to like let us get it ever. <laughs> and then the parents had to kind of intervene and stuff. So that was really cute. At Danger Room, they've tried to make the best of the situation. You know, we've, we've been taking advantage of it in that, you know, we're able to do some stuff that is harder to do when we have customers or could have customers walk in at any moment. Like we, you know, we did some work on our shelves and, you know, stuff like that. They've also started a pay it forward fund to help cover costs for customers who are struggling financially. We know that, you know, having some fun entertainment can really help when you're stressed or not feeling too confident. I asked Casey how he's feeling personally. I alternate with all that's going on right now between just kind of, I mean, I, I, I tend to not, I tend to not worry about the future too much, but it uh, doesn't mean that when the present is scary, it doesn't cause me anxiety, <laughs> you know? Jamie is looking forward to having diners in her restaurant again. Performers too. She's filling a bit of that void by helping out with a project called Promising Notes. It's city-funded. They're using the small budget to pay local musicians for video submissions of their work. I reached out to uh, a wide variety of musicians that I know and have worked with and um, to see who would be interested in offering a video of and including a message of healing or hope for the community or just a song. There's a lot of artistic uh, freedom in the project. After their short set, I followed Emily and Donald a few blocks to their next gig. When I returned to where I had started 20 minutes earlier, I was surprised. I found neighbors, at a safe distance, still talking to neighbors. Something I hadn't seen in weeks. For a few minutes, things almost felt normal. Jamie, at Octopus, knows it's not going to be that simple. There's no doubt that this has just changed everybody. And um, we'll, just have to, we'll just have to go through it and see, uh, see what happens on the other side. For the record, the recording of String and Shadow and my interview with Emily were done at a distance. 
Thanks to Casey Bruce and Jamie Brayshaw, who both recorded themselves for this episode using their cell phones. Speaking of which, I'm still hoping to get a few more of your voice memos, like one to five minutes of something you've been up to. You can say what's on your mind or just record the ambient noise around you. You can send them to WTOcast at gmail.com. At WelcomeToOlympia.com, I'll have a link to all three businesses in today's episode, as well as a link to the Olympia Pop Rocks podcast episode 89. It's a great long-form interview with Emily of String and Shadow. String and Shadow has a new show in the works. Think drive-in movie theater, but for a puppet show. They're aiming for late June, early July. Music today by String and Shadow and Melodium. Ending theme music by Olympia's own Skrill Meadow. Maybe it's obvious, but I've been having a hard time getting new episodes out during this time of quarantine and homeschooling. And uh, if you're a monthly contributor, thank you very much. And please adjust your giving to the lower volume of content you're receiving. It stresses me out to think that I'm not holding up my end of the deal. Thanks for listening. Support your local businesses. Back with a new episode as soon as I can.